Miracy. The day Lucia Zenteno arrived, everyone in the village was astonished. No one knew where she came from, yet they all saw that she was amazingly beautiful and that she brought thousands of dancing butterflies and brightly colored flowers on her skirts. She walked softly, yet with quiet dignity, her long unbraided hair flowing behind her. A loyal iguana walked at her side. No one knew who she was, but they did know that nothing shone as brightly as Lucia Zenteno. Some people said that Lucia Zenteno outshone the sun. Others said that her glorious hair seemed to block out the light. Everyone felt a little afraid of someone so wonderful and yet so strange. Hi, I'm Lisa Bloom, the Story Coach, and you're listening to Once Upon a Business. In each episode, we explore a story, a fairy tale, folk tale, or traditional story, so that we can discover the amazing lessons relevant for business and for entrepreneurs. There used to be a river that ran by the town, almost the same river that runs by there now. And people said that when Lucia Zenteno went there to bathe, the river fell in love with her. The water rose from its bed and began to flow through her shining black hair. When Lucia finished bathing, she would sit by the river and comb out her hair with a comb made from the wood of the mesquite tree. And when she did, the water, the fishes and the otters would flow out from her hair and return to the river once more. The old people of the village said that although Lucia was different from them, she should be honored and treated with respect. She understood the ways of nature, they said. But some people did not listen to the elders. They were afraid of Lucia's powers, which they did not understand. And so they refused to answer Lucia's greetings or offer their friendship. They called her cruel names and spied on her day and night. Lucia did not return the meanness of the people. She kept to herself and continued to walk with her head held high. Her quiet dignity angered some of the people. They whispered that Lucia must be trying to harm them. Some people became more afraid of Lucia, and so they treated her more cruelly. Finally, they drove her from the village. Lucia went down to the river one last time to say goodbye. As always, the water rose to greet her and began to flow through her glorious hair. But this time, when she tried to comb the river out of her hair, the river would not leave her. So when Lucia Zenteno left the village, the river and the fish and the otters went with her, leaving only a dry, winding riverbed, a serpent of sand where the water had been. Everyone saw that Lucia Zenteno was leaving and that the river, the fish and the otters were leaving with her. The people were filled with despair. They'd never imagined that their beautiful river would ever leave them, no matter what they did. Where once there had been green trees and cool breezes, now no more rain fell, no birds sang, no otters played. The people and their animals suffered from thirst. People began to understand as never before how much the river, the fish, the otters, even the trees and birds had meant to the village. They began to understand how much the river had loved Lucia Zenteno. The elders said that everyone must search for Lucia and beg her forgiveness. Some people did not want to, they were too afraid. But when the drought continued, everyone finally agreed to follow the elders' advice, 
and so the whole village set out in search of Lucia. After many days of walking, the people found the iguana cave where Lucia had gone to seek refuge. Lucia was waiting for them, but they could not see her face. She had turned her back to the people. At first, no one dared say a word. Then two children called out, Lucia, we have come to ask your forgiveness. Please have mercy on us and return our river. Lucia's antenna turned and looked at the people. She saw their frightened, tired faces, and she felt compassion for them. At last she spoke. I will ask the river to return to you, she said. But just as the river gives water to all who are thirsty, no matter who they are, so you must learn to treat everyone with kindness, even those who seem different from you. The people remembered how they had treated Lucia and they hung their heads in shame. Seeing that the people were truly sorry for what they had done, Lucia returned with them to the village and began to comb out her hair. She combed out the water, she combed out the fish, she combed out the otters, and she kept on combing until the river had returned once more to where it belonged. The people were overjoyed to have their river again. They poured water over themselves and over their animals. They jumped into the river and they laughed and cried with happiness. In all the excitement, no one noticed at first that Lucia had disappeared again. When the children asked the elders where she had gone, the elders replied that Lucia had not really left them. Though they would not be able to see her, she would always be there, guiding and protecting them, helping them to live with love and understanding in their hearts. The legend of Lucia Zenteno is part of the oral history of the Zapotec Indians of Oaxaca, Mexico. And this was taken from a poem by Alejandro Cruz Martinez. This is a beautiful story that feels like a lost gem to me. I've never heard it told before, and I don't think I would ever have discovered it. And yet one day, when my kids were little, I took them to a really small children's library that was run privately by a friend in my town. I remember I sat on the floor keeping an eye on my youngest, not much more than a baby, handing him thick page books that he couldn't tear. <laughs> and in the moments when he was occupied, I scanned the shelves for treasures. That's when I found this beautiful book with gorgeous illustrations and such a special story. Later, I searched for it and found that it was out of print, but I managed to buy it secondhand. It's a story full of all the classic elements of folktales. The wise elders, the curious and brave children, and a powerful woman. And the story holds a lot of fear. Villagers who fear what they don't understand. People who fear others who are different from them. And other people who fear powerful women. And the cruel ways that people can behave when they are motivated by fear. But this is not unfamiliar. In fact, I would suggest that these fears are no different to the fears we see every day and also in the business world. There are so many situations where people are excluded from opportunity because they're different, because they don't fit into the old boys club because of the color of their skin. We've become so aware of the inequity that exists in the business world, the employees that are never promoted, the entrepreneurs that are not given a chance. So this story, though it was created and shared generations ago, and finally written down decades ago, it still rings true. There are so many important themes in this story. 
The elders tell their truth, and yet they're not listened to until the people are desperate. They need to be almost mad with thirst and frightened that the drought will never end before they're willing to ask for help and to go and find Lucia. How often in business do we strive alone, thinking we can figure it all out, and refuse to follow advice, refuse to ask for help? Our pride in doing it ourselves or not asking for help from people who know us or have taken a similar path before, it can be so self-destructive. I remember working with a client who'd taken over a part of the family business, and things were not going well. She was determined to figure it all out, was not willing to go to her brother or father who'd run the business for years to ask for help, until she had no choice. But when she did ask for help, they were only too happy to give advice and see her back on her feet. In fact, they admired that she had come to them, and they could see the great strides she'd made alone. This story is also about forgiveness. When they find Lucia in the cave, the story goes, Lucia was waiting for them, but they could not see her face. She had turned her back to the people. And then the children called out, Lucia, we've come to ask your forgiveness. Please have mercy on us and return our river. She saw their frightened and tired faces and she felt compassion for them. I imagine that she understood that they were driven by fear. And she sees the courage of the children who step forward. And she says, I'll ask the river to return to you. Along with her compassion and forgiveness, there's an important lesson. It goes, but just as the river gives water to all who are thirsty, no matter who they are, so you must learn to treat everyone with kindness, even those who seem different from you. This reminds me of my father growing up in Ireland. He used to buy his newspaper every day from the same shop on his way home from work. And on Sunday mornings, he'd go in and he'd buy the Sunday papers and the comics for the kids. One day, when my father walked in, the shop owner was talking to a friend. He saw my dad and he said to his friend, Ah, here's Sydney. You know, he's one of them, but he's all right. My father was shocked. He'd meant that my father was Jewish. And he'd never imagined that he was perceived and judged as being so different. The funny thing is, my father continued to buy his newspapers there every day. I think my father, in many ways, embodied compassion and forgiveness. We're surrounded in business by the opportunity to exclude people from our awareness and our consideration. And yet we have the choice, in the words of Lucia, to treat everyone with kindness, even those who seem different from us. I'm fascinated by the image of Lucia combing the river through her hair. And later, when she returns to the river, she combs out the river, the fish and the otters, like these supernatural powers are obvious, a part of the natural world portrayed in the story. I think of this in the context of our work and our world. We have incredible power once we set our minds and hearts to how we contribute to the world. And with that, we have responsibility. Perhaps this story is a warning about the kinds of consideration we must take when it comes to the environment, how honoring our surroundings, the people and the places with integrity, curiosity and respect is our role too. As business owners, we must take our responsibility seriously and lead with kindness, with compassion and with integrity. I'm Lisa Bloom, and you've been listening to Once Upon a Business. 
You can find out more about me at story-coach.com. That's story-coach.com. Once Upon a Business is part of the Miracy FM podcast network, which also includes such shows as Just Between Coaches and Course Lab. This episode of Once Upon a Business was produced by Cynthia Lamb. Jeff Govertson assembled the episode. Danny Inney is our executive producer. Post-production was by Post Office Sound. So you don't miss the episodes that are coming up on Once Upon a Business. Please follow us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you're listening right now. And if you like the show, please leave us a starred review. It really does help us out. Thank you. We'll see you next time.